Question time with Patsy. New jingle each week. How did the people of Pine Barrow, back in your time, how did they treat the idea of necromancy? They were pretty unawares that anything dead could go beyond dead. To them, the term was uh, something of a vulgarity. I mean, they had heard of romances a couple towns away. That was the thing, and just, just you know, the neck is just such a, such an area. All the holy books busco were like, mm, you best wear a scarf. Person, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There was a bit of a prudence with that kind of things. Okay, well, that wasn't the information I was thinking I would find out, but thank you. Yeah. I've learned so much. Last time on Queer Dungeoneers. Fugitives from the law, Nim and Patsy are headed for Magnus, where they plan to reunite with the rest of the party. They've brought along student and accused bank robber Quennell Hopper as leverage to convince Lenore Magnus to let them through the door. Meanwhile, Jolene and Cremora arrived at the abode, where they plan to learn more about death and unpick what Cremora's mother is planning. Cremora went invisible, leaving Jolene to do the schmoozing, but it paid off. Lenore agreed to a price of 5,000 gold pieces for the Clonkwonks and the control rod, which she thinks is Lenny. Jolene... And Cremora, perhaps? You are sitting in a lavish dining hall. Uh, Igor brings out your meal. Uh, it is uh, black pudding with, like, bone marrow and foie gras and the chalice of... What's the least of kombucha? <laughs> <laughs> you got halfway through the word least appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> Lenore is eating her meal and she says So Cassandra, please do you tell me what what is the vanguard of the night court up to these days? Oh well um I'm kinda between things right now. Uh honestly my powers are not working right now. Oh well what a shame. Why is that? Uh she's just having a little bit of trouble. You know how it is. Well then, I'm sure over this next week I could offer some guidance. I'm sure if we sat together and really thought about these things we would be able to work through whatever troubles you're having, Cassandra. Shit, really? Can I come too? Yes, shit, really. By the way, this food is amazing, Vern says as they, like, gobble a quail hole. Yes, it is quite delicious. Oh, really? You've barely touched your black pudding. I am a halfling, after all. I don't need to eat too much. So I was hoping I would be able to have a chance to try controlling the, uh, what did you call it? A wonky clunky? (laughs) (laughs) A clunk clunk, if you will. Or perhaps if it's closer to your sensibilities. Aaron Walker. Yes. Well, how about uh, after dinner, we take it for a spin, hey, and I'll have a go with it. I feel like Cremora 
puts her hand on Jolene's shoulder and just like tries to write in big letters like a Y. If it so pleases you, I think that would be amenable. Indeed. Cut to after dinner. She leads you out into a like an open field out the back. The Konkonks trail, I assume you bring them behind you. Okay, now, pass me this, uh, what was it? Was it Leroy? Could you pass me Leroy and I'll have a go of it? His name is Lenny. Lenny. I'm Lenny. I can sense north. Here you are. As a curiosity, what were you planning on doing? I was planning on having that Konkonk there move two steps to the left. And she waves it like a wand. Ah, you can't exactly wave Lenny around like a wand. After all, he is a dagger. Oh, okay. And she starts stabbing it to the left. Uh, Like, she sneaks a hand behind her and touches the wand and controls it to go slowly to the left. Like, she hasn't got the hang of it yet. And so what, what controls it exactly? The synergy between the souls. So, so... If I wanted it to jump right now, what would I need to do? Hmm. It's very difficult to explain. You see, I'm not normally a magical user. Okay, I'll just feel it out then. She just starts staring very intensely at the Kwong Kwong. It doesn't seem to be doing very much, does it? No, it seems not. Try again, perhaps. My uh, former associate used to tell me the connection between souls and magic involved electricity. Perhaps something along those lines. I'm more asking, what do I need to do to make them jump? Why aren't they jumping? Well, controlling the clonkhonks is quite a difficult task, you see. Perhaps you're not quite up to it. Now see here, I have been very hospitable with you. I have cleared 5,000 of my golden pieces. I've dismantled the local hospital to make that possible. If I can't use the device, then why would I buy the device from you? If you cannot teach me how to use this, then I will not be purchasing it. The deal will be off. We meet again here tomorrow. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to leave before I do something that we will both regret. And she throws Lenny into the ground and stomps off. I pick up Lenny. Look Lenny in the eye and say, I'm Lenny! Yes, Lenny. You and I will be doing some very interesting things together. And she shoves him in the bag and... Nimi and Patsy. Where in your journey between Ortis and Magnus do we find you? I think pretty early on. Yeah. Because I think Nim is trying to just needle as much information out of Quennel as physically possible. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So if 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 yes. if before the barrier went up there was a river or a stream or a flow yes. or whatever, yes. whatever that was, it's not relevant. And afterwards there was the gate. Yes, yes indeed. And death is not on the mortal plane. The, no, the no, entity. T- totally impossible. Totally impossible. So she's probably a projection, and that's what I saw. Likely, yes. 
So what does the gate do? Is that like a is that like a containment behind the gate? Is that where the souls go? What happens? How do the soul? What happens to the souls? Further well, research is needed. Yes, yes, you understand. I do not understand. That is the whole point of this conversation. Okay, okay. So um, I do think that you may be right. There must be some sort of some sort of containment. Yes, yes. And my next question. Oh, good. Is the gate Death's Anchor? I suppose it is a large structure of significance to death that only appeared around the time of the separation, so... Ooh! <laughs> Travelling with you has already brought breakthroughs to my thesis! I mean, it might not be the anchor. Is there anything else of significance associated with death that's come up in your research? Oh, my research is just in its infancy. I hope you understand. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Would you fund it? Would you provide me a stipend? So is it like thesis child support or something? Very much, yes. You know what? You've helped us out a lot. And I take out my coin pouch and I give them five gold. Oh, thank you very much for this. I can buy new shoes. That's nearly half of everything I own. So, you know, do you want this book? Well, I like any book, yes. Thank you. Actually, no, never mind. I want to keep the book. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> no, that's cut this, Sammy, cut this. Oh, I... hope, and then you took it away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, um, what's our game plan? Because when you get there, you're going to have to do, like, a pitch. You're going to have to be like, I'm smart pants. Give me money. I know, I know how these I work. Oh, here's my pitch. Okay. Um, you can be uh, the esteemed political Magnus, yes? You understand? Uh, I think I'll bring a lot of dignity to the role. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, Lady Magnus. Yeah, I romance next. Woo. Of course you do, my esteemed... Oh, it's too much! <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna have to work on this. Oh, thank you for your time. We are going to have to work on this because, Quenel, it's incredibly important that you don't give anything of any actual substance away. But why? They're necromancers. Is this what marketing is? Marketing? I thought marketing was just like setting up a market. Yeah. I I think sometimes it has to do with sort of placing your products in the views of people who might be interested. So it so it is setting up a it's market. A yeah, to, it's, we are, it's a way we to are. attract patrons. Off topic. You see, patrons can provide many benefits to you, <laughs> uh, but you can also provide benefits to patrons. <laughs> Why, for just five coin a month, you could provide them with with information they might not otherwise. <laughs> Scarlet, go back! No, I quit! <laughs> I just gave you $5. Am I your patron? I gave you information you didn't have. Another way we could do it, though, is we like, if we need monies for the thesis, we just kick them. Just kick them until they give us money. Like, it'll start everything up. It's a real Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really good model. <laughs> I mean, in the long run, maybe things don't pan out, but hey, at least everyone's excited about it in the moment. I mean, normally I'd be so up for that, but this is like one of the most powerful necromancers we're talking about. I don't think we're even going to be able to get to her, to kick her, and I don't think gold is just going to fall out of the corpses. 
Yes, and she has many legs with which to kick you back. You know, she borrows a lot from others. Exactly. Oh, that's fair. Back to the topic at hand. Actually, that was good. That's some good, like, obfuscating, circling yeah. away from the point. That could that works for us. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> Lady Magnus. Yeah. I've been doing research on the nature of death, and I require uh, Ooh, an apprentice. Take off that scarf. <laughs> yeah, who needs Buska? My friend, well, I've been doing my research, um, and I've learned that death is in a place, and furthermore, and also that there are um, <laughs> the Black Gate isn't a river. What, see, do you what? see what I did? I obfuscated. Well, you couldn't tell a thing I was saying, could you? Maybe don't mention the Black Gate at all. Just don't, just, let's not draw her attention to it. Yeah, I don't really know what's been going on this last few, like, you guys were just looking at pretty pictures. I was just like, yeah. I'll, I'll fill you in later. All right. Maybe we should do the talking for you. Oh, that's terribly good. I'm not very good at talking. My voice can be very quiet. Where you're ar- mostly armed forces. And then a montage, and then, thump, we're here. I've learned what I need to say. <laughs> After so much training, here's what I need to say. And they go completely silent. Yes. Sure. You know what? We can work with it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> also, somewhere along the way, I'm going to like pull Patsy aside once I think like Quettel's asleep and just be like, I can't remember who's told you what. We are trying to destroy the Black Gate. Just so you know. All right. I know. I know it was like, I've heard mention of death and that we're like going to stop it. So I just thought we were like, flo- like I don't know, thwarting an assassination or something. No, oh. no, no. Our goal is to sever Death's connection with the mortal realm by destroying her anchor, which I'm fairly certain at this point is the Black Gate because that makes the most sense. Occam's razor. What? Well, so like, Death will just set sail. I have no idea what will happen. Oh, okay, I, I, I was just saying, it's like, like then they can't make a port if they don't if they don't have an anchor. No, no, okay. Mm. You know, I don't actually. I didn't know what an anchor was. You know, in the in the traditional sense, until we actually went on the sea. So I can see why that's confusing. No, the anchor in this sense is like imagine if that anchor was a magical object, Mm. and the sea floor was the realm of the mortal folk, and the boat was the halls of the gods. Why not just call it like a tethering artifact? I mean, I guess tether works. Mm. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's, it's tra- nomenclature. Yeah. What we're trying to do is unhook the anchor from the sea floor, so that the anchor can't hurt the sea floor anymore. We've already okay, done it yeah. once. Okay. Um. Do you worship Bosca? Um. I was raised in the practice. Um. I think this tattoo says Bosca. Has real bad handwriting. <laughs> All I remember a lot was, like, even during summer we would wear scarves. Because we had heard bad things about necromancers. I don't know. Pine Barrow's a little bit sheltered. Either way, that's a long way of saying praise Busker. Yeah, okay, okay. 
Hmm. You know the bell that we saw when we went to the tomb? There was a bell. It was broken. Yeah. That was Busk's anchor. Oh, shit. How are we going to sleep? <laughs> Busker wouldn't have had that much of an impact because Busker was a was a local god. So, as far as I understand, the world hasn't fundamentally changed. Thank goodness. Ha! Sorry, by the way, that was kind of me. I destroyed the bell just to clear the oh, air between wow. us. Ha! Um. Yeah, you kind of just like destroyed the basis of belief system I was raised within. Yes, I realized yeah. that, and but you know, it was Paramos that asked me to do it. Oh, well, yeah, Barry asked a lot of all of us, I guess. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. We need to do that for death. And I don't know what that will mean for the world, except that it won't be destroyed, so we kind of have no choice. All right. Also, me and Cremora will die if we don't. So you won't die if you don't kill death? Yeah. Anyway, just so you know, that's what we're doing. Okay. But I don't want Quennell to know that we're destroying the anchor because I don't know how they'll feel about it. They might want to stop us. Well, yeah, I mean, if we just need to stop them, we just punch them in the face. But they might tell the necromancer. Yes, and you know, I think the necromancer probably wouldn't be adverse to the destruction of Death's anchor. I mean, I don't know, maybe she would be. Mm. But I have a feeling she wouldn't be, and I I don't think her reasons for that would be just. Let's, like, I don't think this is a situation of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know? Yeah. I'll turn one of my garments into to a scarf in honor of Busca. Once again, very sorry. Nah, it's uh, like, yeah, it's not like I got married in the chapel to Busca. You, did you? I don't know, maybe that's what one of these rings are. Okay, good night! Kamara, how do you spend the night? You're weary, it's been a long day. I think I'm just going to go up and try and find my old room. And just see if it's still as it was. It looks very much the same. Sit on the bed and just look around. All the bookshelves. Perfectly and immaculately organized. <laughs> Does she have glow in the dark stars? Of course she has glow in the dark stars. Oh, in the roof. Yeah. Oh. They're like the same constellations that you see in a hat. Oh. Yes, it is all as we left it, Cremora. I'll drop invisibility. And Igor is in the room. You know, you do need to be a little more surreptitious when you're trying to sneak into this abode. I did hear you scuffling with the, the good Shelley. Yes, well, I'm still perfecting that spell. <laughs> Indeed. We're in a bit of a situation now, aren't we? I have to tell the master of the house immediately. I don't know how you plan to hide your presence. Igor, I'm not the child that left here. You must know, whatever she's doing, it she is evil. And I think you know that. Oh, yes, the lady of the house can be a bit of a spectre sometimes. I don't know what she's blotting. She's had a whole wing of the house installed. 
and she made me practice this voice. <laughs> I was going to ask because it didn't. It it doesn't suit you. I, look, I'll be honest. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I have to do it when she's around. Well, you don't have to do it around me. That's okay. She just doesn't laugh at me. I think that sounds like her. You don't think you're going to be able to just keep being invisible for a week? You'll you'll stress your magics. I have a another solution. Go have ahead. you ever considered being a member of the undead? Yeah, I tried that. Didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you can give it another shot, hey? And he pulls from behind him sort of one of the uniforms that the zombies have been wearing. Igor, I, I still look like me. Ah, yes. Uh, and in walks a zombie with a large bag, and they plonk it down the bed and open it up. Before they died, this person was a makeup artist. They still have many of the reflexes for it. Okay, that's significantly less disturbing than the solution I thought you were going to propose. <laughs> Well, we wouldn't want to kill you just yet. <laughs> All right, well, are you in? I don't see that I have a whole lot of other choices. Now, this that I prepared is a chef's uniform. Do you know how to cook? N- not especially well. I mean, I didn't learn here. Well, you'll pick it up on the job. Listen, thank you, but I need to get into see whatever she's doing. I need to stop it. The undead make their way around this place quite easily, don't you think? Okay. Zombie me up. As you wish. What do you look like as a zombie? I think there's definitely some sort of... uh, There's something that obscures the facial details. Mm -hmm. She's got, like, you know, monochrome eyes, so that kind of gets the, the undead factor going. There's maybe some kind of facial wound or something that makes people not look at the face. Okay, I think that the makeup artist is working um, and Igor's watching and then he says, Ah, work with what you got. Uh, And they start highlighting the wound, the line running across your neck in bright red. They don't really have to make you much paler. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They cover up your tattoos a little bit to kind of get a bit itchy and sizzle with magical potential. You're a zombie now, with full access to the hallways. Wonderful. Enjoy your time at Magnus. Goodbye. I'll wait a suitable amount of time and then just shamble out. I think it's hard for you to walk appropriately slow at first, but you, like, start, as you come out in the hallway, you start, like, seeing other zombies moving around and you start, like, copying from the ladder. You get, you get like, a good limp going on. So, what would you like to do? Um, back to the trapdoor. You come back to where you knew the trapdoor to be, and when you get there, opening it up is Lenore. She does some sort of action. It's a little bit hard to see in the darkness, and she manages to pull it open. Uh, And then she makes her way down, and she starts closing the top. I'll wait for it to close, wait a little bit, and then I'll walk over and try the try the hatch. What's your approach? Because you've already tried this hatch before, so what's yeah. different? Um, I'm going to try and like mimic what she did mm-hmm. to open it and see if there's any kind of like you need to twist it in a certain way or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Roll like I guess dexterity, um, but get a plus one uh, because of your certain realities from ages ago. 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So you didn't see the full action she did, but you can kind of feel the mechanism. And as you move it, you manage to click something in place and it opens inside. It's very, very dark, but there's sort of a faint glimmer and, and just like a ladder leading down. I'll descend the ladder. As you start descending the ladder, I think you get to the bottom. And when you turn around, Lenore is looking at you. I didn't order you to come down here. I didn't order anyone to come down here. You didn't even close the hatch. Dead I stare. I don't know why I bother. All right. Um, you? Up. Close. I'll start, okay. I'll start climbing the ladder and see what she does. Um, I think she turns back, but you can kind of see she's listening. Yeah. Well, then I'll, I'll like, open the hatch up for a bit and then slam it closed while still on the ladder. Honestly, you can't get good help these days, even if you take them straight from the ground. All right. What was I? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Need some work. You kind of hear scratching the pen against paper. Um, she's obviously doing some sort of. It's just some work. I'll cast invisibility on myself again. I rolled cast a spell. Oh, smashed it! Yeah, that's that is a success. Okay, you vanish. Very carefully descend down the ladder. I think you see her doing. All sorts of busy work. She's got notes attached to walls, a big map with locations circled on it. Clearly she's writing on some piece of paper right now. And then on the far side of the room is a big, almost like a pool that's full of metal balls. I'll descend down and um, kind of hide in a corner and watch and just try and puzzle out what she's actually doing. I think that's a discern realities if you're trying to... So good at these. Yeah, apparently yeah. I am. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. Three questions. Okay, so what here is useful or valuable to me? I mean, there's a big pit full of souls over the other side of the room. You sort of eye off the map that she's constructing, and it's got these sort of large areas circled on it and you can see on the top it says crash points okay what happened here recently like what's she been doing there are one or two cracked orbs to the side of the room so you can tell that recently she's tried to utilize the power of the orbs okay third question who's really in control here the easy answer is lenore the harder answer is you have never seen her like this in your entire life. She doesn't seem composed. She's obviously kept this place quite secret. She's writing her own notes. Um, she's doing her own experiments. Something has gripped her. And as she finishes what she is writing on a piece of paper, she tears it from her book. Um, and she sticks it to a wall, uh, and you can see it is one of the constellations that you have tattooed on your own body. 
and she's just looking at it so intensely. Now you can see there are other sketches of other constellations, and also many of just the same one. Do I want to do something really stupid right now? I think she's going to step out from the corner and say, Yes, I was interested in that one as well. She spins around. I'm still invisible. Who's there? Oh, you know who's there. She doesn't say anything more. A bolt of dark energy shoots from I'm going to cast a spell magic. Okay, roll to cast a spell. Come on. Don't fuck me. Ten. Cremora snaps her fingers, and the spark ignites down her tattoos, and they all light up, and the invisibility just burns off, and she appears before her, and the spell just fizzles out. Cremora? Thanks for listening. Have you checked out our Patreon recently? We have a lot of cool content up there now, and postcards are being sent out to $10 backers real soon. We'd love to have you. This week, we're proud to promote a podcast that I've been binging whenever possible. Finish It is a completionist choose-your-own-adventure podcast where two brothers read the same book each week until they find every ending. It's funny, fresh, and surprisingly musical. Till next time, bye! Previously on Finish It. I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No, boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual way. Does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page, and we don't stop until we got every drop. (laughs) We're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any podcatcher. (laughs) 